This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Albertson. And today, oh, we are talking about season six, episode four, The Amazing Psych Man and Tap Man, issue two. I love this episode. I completely forgot how much I loved this episode. It is so cool. I cannot wait for you all to listen. Written by Saladin K. Patterson, directed by Mel Damsky. And let me say they both wrote and directed the shit out of it. Such a fun episode. Please enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. I was just about to say, hi, Maggie. How are you? You look great. It's been, ah, uh, thanks. I'm not feeling like I look great, but, um, a little dishevelledy. I am doing my. my uh, <laughs> Look what I just did to my hair. I'm the disheveled. I am doing my cold, cold rainy LA day double Pendleton. I love the sweater. I love the sweater and the shirt. I, I love the combo. I think it looks great. You look great. Thank you, my um, friend. Great. Yes, thank you. you um, I wish I felt great. And who really looks great is Linus. Looks great. Hi, Linus looks amazing. Hi, nephew Linus. I love you. We've had a. We've both had quite a week. We really have. Oh, I'm getting kisses. Those are those are kisses. That Let's dive cool. in because I'm I don't know how long I'll last. <laughs> hey. oh. You guys, we're so excited. Well, first off, all the psychos and everybody who came out in Atlanta, thank you so much. We had and such a good time. Prior to that. Oh, and San Francisco. If we haven't, uh, we, we, we I guess we haven't because we went back to back. Man, like how fun is it, Tim? Like that we get to be. I don't know, on stage talking about this show, like right there, just like feet away from like all of our, all the psychos. The energy wow. has just been incredible and really, I mean, it's, I think it's no lie that you and I, are, I think it's no big secret that you and I are pretty exhausted by the time we got to um, the podcast in Atlanta. Oh, we were. Good evening. It was a big day. We had a big day that day. Having done the panel and and the day full of like, you know, all the things you do at conventions, the meeting the nice people and chatting with people while signing autographs and taking photos, which is incredibly how stupidly blessed we are that we get to do this. So but then the podcast came around, I was like, I was, my eyes were starting to cross. I was getting so tired. Oh, really? I mean, I know we were both really tired, but I think it, I think it was, it came off great. It's, you know, what's so nice is like we get tired, but then the second you walk in that room and see all those faces, like it just sort of like reinfuses us with energy. That was a big day. That was a big day for them too. A lot of those people were literally at that convention all day long. Then I've realized then flying in the, the night before and then eating heavily that night. Not oh, you did. I made the smart choice not to do that. You made such the smart move. Yes. And I, so I didn't sleep anything Friday night. 
So Saturday mm-hmm. was off, which I'm yeah. not making again for Seattle and Rightneck shows. Yeah. Well, on my beard, I'm so it's gone very Hemingway. It's looks great. It's it's a little bushy today. You're very monochromatic today. You're like gray with the gray, you, the the hair, the beard, and the sweaters. It's like a. I love this look. It looks like a set. Like if you oh. went to a store and you said, "Hey, I want to get a set instead of like separates." This would be the set. It'd be like a suit. Well, they, I did buy them together, and the, the, the sweater is actually um, oceanized blue. Oh, it's blue. Oh, I can see the blue now. Starting to fade though. Which I noticed in this episode quite a bit, and I was like, Tim had a lot to say about his wardrobe in this episode. Oh, it's All in right, my let- professional notes. Hey, Maggie. Speaking of this episode, are you ready to help me podcast the shit out of it? Yes, I'm ready. So is Linus. Linus, are you ready to podcast the shit out of it? Yeah, me too. That was a big yes. Oh, <laughs> I got kisses. I get kisses. See, so that's a yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> He's so sweet. Wait, did Linus suddenly just had an Italian accent? It's like, yes, I, I have you a podcast of the show. Yes, I is. Oh my God, that's so cute. Did you hear him? All right. So season six, episode four, The Amazing Psych Man and Tap Man, issue number two, written by Saladin K. Patterson, directed by, can I just say, Saladin wrote the shit out of this episode and Mel directed the shit out of this episode. Actually, you know, we got to go to Mel. I mean, this was insane. And I like, why is this? See, this is what's so crazy about going back and watching, like doing the rewatch part of this is like, I almost forget. I don't have a ton of memories except for the shootout. Like, I don't have a ton of memories from this episode. Hang on. I'm going to put him down really quick. Well, because I text you prior to me watching him. I'm about to rewatch and I have, like zero memory for this episode. Hopefully, and I was like, hopefully as I'm watching it, they'll come back. And luckily it did come back. Like, I don't remember a lot of them. No, I, same. But then when I go back and watch, I'm like, God, this was so good. Like the comic book themed thing, which we just talked about being at these cons. But um, just so everybody know, I have, a, there's a lot of um big, there's some big fun stuff in this episode that I'm going to no. play. All right, let's dive in. Pineapple sighting. I actually got this one. I'm very excited. I was very proud of myself. Um, I didn't, and I don't know how I didn't because I love the scene. What, what is it, Tim? It's the salt. It's the salt shaker, the salt and pepper shaker. When you and and Sean must run your your date together. Correct. It is the salt and pepper shaker at the date. I love this. Yeah, and you were the one using. You were the one who used it. It was your prop, for goodness sakes. I'm. That's how. Um, I have. Uh, I have a, not a brain right now. Um, okay. Uh, I've been a little sick. So that's what you can hear in our in the in my voice a little. So I've had right um, go, we have a psychic prediction. Oh, t- what what is the psychic prediction? The very first line of the episode, Sean in the flashback mentions he's going to a comic book convention. And Maggie, where have we been for the last four months now? Yes, I know. Uh for the last yeah. We've been, we've been appearing at comic book conventions. <laughs> yes. If you want to. For the last couple of weeks, we definitely, um, we have many, many more months coming up of, uh, of these. It's so funny. I like, that's what I thought when I started watching this episode. I'm like, this is our life right now. Um, okay, let's dive in. It's 1991. Sean dressed in a superhero costume tells Henry that he and Gus are going to a comic convention. Gus. In this, in this very same scene, we have a second psychic prediction. I told you this is a big episode for all y'all. Oh, yeah. The second psych prediction when uh Gus reveals that he is dressed as Tap Man. He says Tapman's arch nemesis is River Dancing Man. <laughs> <laughs> Turn and 
my character in Luck of the Irish, hoity, 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 hoity. I love it. Is his uh, arch nemesis. Uh, exactly. Uh, and that's very funny. That is a psych premonition. Gus, not dressed in costume, claims he is, uh, he's Tap Man, the tap dancing superhero. Sean doesn't buy it. Neither does Henry. Cut to normal time. Sean, uh, as Sean and Gus chase after some bad guys only to both trip and fall, then a masked vigilante catches the bad guys as Sean and Gus argue with each other. When Gus finally recovers, they approach the criminals to see that they have already been taken. Sean approaches uh, the now tied up criminals and sees that the shadowy figure left a note in one of their mouths that simply says, the mantis. Oh, mantis. Later, the SVPD arrives and gets some answers. A report on TV tells us that a regional drug trafficking gang, the Camino Drug Syndicate, has been successfully moving thousands of kilos of product through the streets of Santa Barbara. Now that we're at the crime scene, I'll just say it then. So last year arrives the crime scene. And I'm I'm using my second favorite prop is in my hand. Second only to my 1911. I'm holding uh, a cup of coffee. That oh, I yeah, that's right. From craft service. Yes, that's right. And so I'm not in Pepto Pink, but I am in Ocean Eyes Sapphire Bottle Blue. Yes. So, so that's the new equivalent to Pepto Pink drink, to Pepto Drink. Drink up anybody who's playing that game. Oh, okay. Ocean Eyes Blue is the new drink. I love it. I love it. Okay. Just when they think they have no solid leads on who accosted the bad guys, they all look up and see a man wearing a neoprene bodysuit run and leap off the rear of the building. From this, Sean and Gus are convinced this was the work of a real-life superhero. Cut to the cartoonized version of the theme song. Also, I forgot about this. So, so freaking cool. cool. Back at the SPPD, a reporter, Reginald Parker, from the Santa Barbara Sentinel, is questioning Lassiter and Vic about the vigilante superhero called guy called the Mantis that took down the drug ring criminals. It's the mirror, which is a great callback to Lassiter's long-standing feud with the mirror and them calling him Detective Dipstick back in the day. Wait, really? Wait, yeah. I thought they said the Sentinel, too. Wasn't it like a bunch of reporters? Or is there one paper? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, it might have been. Uh, I stand corrected. It might have been multiple. But he specifically says, good no time for you. I think it's ink monkeys or ink jockeys. That's right. Or the jokers from the mirror. Lassiter is soured by this line of questioning because this vigilante has made more progress in taking down the drug ring than the SBPD has. Lassie actually call, I'm sorry to interrupt you, calls mm -hmm. out the detective dipstick and the one reporter says, well, that was written by so-and-so, whose name I can't remember. But he's uh, he's now on assignment in South America, which Lassiter thinks he's being punished and he's happy for <laughs> It's so good. Okay, later, later, Juliet presents information regarding the Mantis's recent criminal takedowns. Uh, Sean is visibly jealous of the Mantis as Juliet appears to be impressed by his brave efforts. Desperate to find, yes. Are we now uh, in the um, the briefing? The briefing, yeah. Okay, so there is something that is um, that is just outrageous in this briefing. What? It took six minutes and thirty-one seconds before Juliet appears in as a line in this episode. And that is Balderdash. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I feel like it's usually in the teens. So that I feel like six six minutes is, is like a new is is actually pretty good. So and as you appear, you you don't just appear. You appear in a very in a brand new, very sharp peak lapel pantsuit and a very chic black blouse. And I think you've mm -hmm. got your hair in this in this scene too. Yeah, my hair's down and kind of like off to the side. I noticed that too. I like it. If it's if it's the superhero vibes a little bit, like it looked, it looked very pretty. Thank you. 
I don't know about you all, but it never fails. I feel like whenever I have like a big audition or a big interview, that is the day I wake up with a big zit. And instead of focusing on <laughs> the work or just doing a good interview or anything else, even though makeup can cover it and all that stuff, I can't help it. It just tanks my energy. Like it tanks my whole feeling. It's negative. We all know it's easy to focus on the negative, but it's important to remember to take care of yourself. One of the best forms of self-love is taking care of your skin so you can feel good on the inside and out. And that's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. How cool is that? Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, and even back, chest, and butt acne. Treat breakouts from head to toe. Honestly, I love any any sort of customized program like this. It's so great to actually have a dermatologist design something for you. It's great. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash pineapple when you use our code pineapple. That is a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, you go to apostrophe.com slash pineapple and click get started. Then use our code pineapple to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. When I tried Mood, I was looking for something kind of chill, something that would, I don't know, slow my overthinking. (laughs) Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, introducing hemp-based THCA flower, the future of legal THC. Try it along with all of Mood's other amazing offerings like flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And for a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just visit hellomood.com and use our code pineapple. I ended up trying the gummies and I found them to be like super chill. What I loved about it, to be honest, was that I didn't want to be like, oh, I feel something. I kind of wanted it to be like, oh, I only feel this a little bit, but it's making a big difference. Does that make sense? And that's what I loved about it. Now introducing the THC flower, Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. Since THCA converts into THC when you heat it, you get access to the classic marijuana high. And Mood has 10 high inducing strains, the most potent they've ever offered. THC products you can trust. Mood puts an end to guessing games with federally legal forms of THC extracted from hemp plants. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code pineapple. That's hellomood.com code pineapple for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Desperate to find out who the mantis is, Sean has a vision that leads him to believe Camino's drug shipments are clocked by certain phases of the moon. Sean then psychically relays this information to Julian Lasseter. They are willing to entertain Sean's vision and decide to obtain a warrant to check out the docks. They arrive at the docks and are shocked to see the bad guys have already been taken out by the mantis. Yes. At the docks, I gotta say, so we are in, uh, it's the first of many, um, we haven't seen badass 
last yet in a long time of, of last one here. Yeah. yeah. Ready yeah. to go. And yeah. this is one of those nights where I was really thankful that we, that we got to wear the vest because it was so, it was really cold and frigid and it's an extra layer because we're working next to the water. I did remember how cold it was. That, that memory I do have. Okay, from this, Sean concludes that there is no way the Mantis could have known that the bad guys would have been at this location on the same night and uh, same night and time as Sean divined, unless the Mantis was someone on the inside, Which someone who works at SBPD. Yeah. Season first, pull the car over, get off the ladder, slow down the treadmill. The season first, it's our very first of the season on the inside. Yes. I let you do it. I wasn't, I read it and I was like, I'm not going to do this justice. I know it on the inside. Anyway, I can't, I can't even lower my voice right now with my cold. Um, back at the SBPD, Sean and Gus seek out possible options for who, who could be the mantis. They predict that he may be the new officer named Scott Reynolds, just transferred to the SBPD, a man who is particularly fit. Which I got to point out, this is, this is of course, Joey McIntyre. Yeah. And, not, not only do they, do they bring him over, they, they call out, hey, new guy. Almost as if he's the new kid on the block. Exactly. I caught that too, and I loved it. Um, I got to work with Joey again, like a few years after Psych on a show I did called Angel from Hell. He is such a nice human. Um, and we had a ball. Uh, anyway. I was more excited that Joey from New Kids on the Block was there than I was. Because What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It, <laughs> New Kids on the Block was not the first concert I went to when I was nine years old. It was not. It was. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> my freshman year of high school, I was not watching, uh, listening to um, boy bands like perhaps my dear yeah. darling coaster might have been. I was nine. I didn't do the boy band thing later. Uh, but I, I, I was very into New Kids on the Block as a nine-year-old and first, first concert I ever went to in Freedom Hall, at Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep. And I told him that. And then I told him again when on Angel from Hell. <laughs> anyway, while Sean and Juliet are out to dinner. She'll tell him a third time. I will. Absolutely. I will tell him every time I see him. While Sean and Juliet are out to dinner, they agree to not talk about work, but Juliet checks her phone and Sean sneakily reads it. God, he's good, right? Like through the thing and the thing and the whatever. So in addition to uh, your new hair, your hair is much darker in this. I think this was really the peak darker season of, of Juliet's hair. It, it, is a, it is a little darker. It's really done in this for a date. I was like, wow, I like my hair is like real curly. We got the real curls in. Anyway, um, Sean tells her she should go and secretly arrives on the scene of the crime as well. However, the scenario backfires for Sean when they rip the mask off the supposed real Mantis and discover that it's Sean in the Mantis's mask and outfit. Sean tells the truth about what happened. The Mantis knocks Sean out, dressed in his clothes, and fled. Then Sean says the lyrics of the theme song. I love yeah, this. Series first. Series first and maybe only. I think it was a series and maybe first and only that we ever had the lyrics of the theme song in lines on the show, like in the dialogue. It is absolutely in my notes that it is a series first. It was a first. Yeah. I just don't know if we did it anyway. It was so good. I know that you know. Giggle. <laughs> um, Sean shares his inside job theory to the group. Lassiter tells Sean to prove it, and Sean runs up to Officer Reynolds, telling him that he should reveal his true identity, that he is the man mantis. However, after Sean discovers that Reynolds has no marks on his body that would indicate he was in a fight, his theory is quickly dismissed. I'm sorry, this scene was very funny when he was saying, like, you were hitting on me earlier. 
Oh, and yeah. then he saw. He, he was like, "Why is your Why is your Nana a bull mastiff or whatever?" <laughs> the tattoo. Um, this is and this is the um, yes, Sean uh, or Reynolds mistaking Sean for having hit on him, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then there's there's another side. hit on me earlier. Yeah, and cut back to Sean realizing how he was manhandling his um, pectoral muscles. <laughs> and saying, oh, you must be really good handling yourself in a dark alley with, with a bunch of men and good with the hand on. Good. Later, Juliet shows Sean a picture of one of the bad guys that Mantis knocked out. Next to him is a bag of drugs. Sean flashbacks to the moment he saw the same guy on the ground and immediately remembers that there wasn't a bag of drug next, drugs next to the body and puts it together that the mantis was the one who planted the bag of drugs next to the criminal. From this, Sean theorizes that the mantis was creating this crime scene, but SBPD isn't quick to buy his, uh, Sean's theory. The mantis sends Sean uh, the clothes he stole off Sean's body when he took him down the other night. Just then, Juliet gets a tip from the mantis to run DNA on the perp and therefore get led to an unsolved murder from last year. An unsolved what? Oh, <laughs> it gets led to an unsolved homicide. No, it's not the same. I've got I've got one coming up, so I'm going to go a little lighter. Okay. He also mentions Camino's next meeting time. They arrive at the supposed syndicate meeting location and see the mantis standing over a dead body with blood on his hands. Mantis then flees the scene. They oh, immediately this, think... Are, are we up in the warehouse district on the roof? Uh, yes. Right? Hold on. This, this is... Yeah. yeah, the meeting location. The second... I've lost track of my notes. I think this is the second badass last yet of the episode. Oh, I don't know that we're there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Not quite. Okay. They arrive at the, okay. So they're, they're there, but hold, we're not to us yet. As much as Sean dislikes the mantis, this mantis guy, he doesn't believe he's a murderer. Armed with this theory, Sean remembers that the mantis sent the clothes he stole from Sean back to him, uh, from the cleaners inside the shirt. Sean sees a tag that leads them to the dry cleaners and the mantis, uh, that the mantis used, uh, there they get a number. That's some clever cluing, Saladin Patterson. It really was. I love that. Because they leave those tags in there sometimes. It's good. Sean remembers that the mantis sent the clothes he stole from Sean back to him from the cleaners. Inside the shirt, Sean sees a tag that leads them to the dry cleaners uh, that the mantis used. There they get a number that leads them to the address, the mantis's apartment downtown. At that apartment, they discover the mantis's true identity. Uh, he is Reginald Parker, the reporter who was questioning Lasser at the SBPD earlier. So... The mantis over a body that looks like he was yes, murdered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't say that. Hang on. We have another one, though. Listen, the mantis explains his reasoning for vigilanteism and that he was set up for murder. By the syndicate. Sean and Gus believe him as his story checks out. The mantis says he's going to retire his mantis character in light of this murder accusation. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I have a question. So, uh, when the mantis in the in the in the apartment, the mantis says that the um, dead person is Carlos Jacot. Oh, so good! Uh, our dear friend, writer, and often recurring co-star actor, the amazing Carlos Jacot, who we love and miss terribly. Love so much, so much. Oh, he's so funny and such a good guy. Anyway, Sean convinces him that there is still time to catch the bad guys and absolve. 
Mantis is a tarnished name, but Mantis says he could never fully take down the syndicate because he had no idea how the drugs were actually getting to the syndicate. Right then, Sean flashbacks to an open cargo container containing panes of glass he saw at the docks. From this, Sean makes the determination that the syndicate has been moving their product by melting it down and mixing it in the glass. Those are with- drug dealers. I know. Also, like this set was so cool. The whole show really looked like like a Marvel movie. It was so cool. Armed with this new theory, the Mantis suits uh, suits back up and is able to convince Gus and Sean to suit up with him as superhero decoys. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed thinking about it. They were so funny when the shadow appears and it's like, <laughs> what? Anyway, they go catch the bad guys. Okay, Sean wears a baseball catcher's outfit and Gus is dressed as his Tatman superhero character. Which is, which is a, a fantastic throwback to the catch. Which I can't remember which episode the catch first appeared in, but it, I before then they started talking about the catch. But I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's the catch." January has come and gone, but it is not too late to start your New Year's resolution. And no, I'm not talking about getting tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salads. Here's one that will stick. Smelling better naked. Thanks to our sponsor, Lumi. You can smell good with or without clothes all year long. Lumi is game-changing, whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else we get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long, all thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula, and they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. I'm one of them. I just haven't left an actual physical review, but this is my review. Make the switch to Lumi, and this year will be all about head-to-toe confidence. No salads required. Special offer new customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code PINEAPPLE5 at LumiDeodorant.com. Lumi, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Clinic proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average person, 0 out of 10. I love Lumi. I have been using just their regular deodorant and I don't love fragrance deodorants any kind. I feel like they always change with your body. And this, it's just does its job, keeps you dry, and it's no weird smells. I love it. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special order for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code PINEAPPLE5 at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code PINEAPPLE5. At the warehouse, the three superheroes, the Mantis, the Catch, and the Tatman, work fast to take down the syndicate. The Mantis is able to take down a bunch of bad guys before the SWAT team arrives and is able to take care of the rest. However, in the midst of all this, the Mantis somehow gets uh, away undetected, leaving Sean Gus and the rest of the SBPD confused as to why he would flee. Later, Sean stops by the Mantis' apartment but is shocked to see the entire place has been cleared out and the Mantis is nowhere to be found. Sean figures out that the Mantis' goal wasn't uh, to take down the syndicate, but rather to steal the syndicate's millions of dollars in drug money once he had taken them out. Sean realizes that he must, uh, that what he must do, (laughs) oh wait, Sean realizes what he must do, suit up as the catch again and try to find Mantis in the middle, uh, in the midst of of fleeing the city. The catch and the Mantis face off. Sean isn't doing too great against the Mantis. And the Mantis escapes. But just then, Juliet and Lasseter show up as backup after a chase. Uh, Sean, this was so cool. There was so much badass Celestia Lassiette in this episode, which I love. Let's go back because this was like the coolest. This is the coolest shootout ever. 
So I'll just say just then, Juliet and Lasseter show up as backup. After after a chase, Sean, the catch Spencer, takes down the Mantis once and for all. But not before we get to be the coolest. Uh, I mean, this was a major shootout. This was like, we were just going rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of squibs probably everywhere. It was crazy. This is why we need Damsky for action. It was, he was so good. And I loved how every, the set deck on this was so good where um, when someone would get hit, they'd be just happening in front of a, a Powell sign. I so was so neat. Batman TV show. It was so clever. Can I tell you, it inspired me to want to go back and watch The Watchmen. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I love that series. I saw it one time. I think I might go back and rewatch it. Who well, watches The Watchmen? Huh? Who watches The Watchmen, Maggie? No one. It's off exactly. now. No, I know. It's not on, but it was so good. Sorry. Like, that is such an underrated, like, that's, oh, it was so good. Okay. No, that, that, the- that was the recurring theme of, or phrase of, who watches The Watchmen? Oh, right. Of course. Right. It was a See, I know. I know a thing or two. I know you're on a cold medicine. I'm like, I'm a little bit, I'm so foggy. Okay. Back at the SBPD, Sean hands Gus his stained shirt from earlier and it shrunk to a child size. Gus then ripped Sean's shirt. Hey. Gus then ripped Sean's shirt sleeves off in defense. It's very cute. That's a very cute ending. In Vic's office, there is a, um, a rather important um, psychic line libation. What is it? If if you saw if you've been listening to our um our live shows lately, in I think it was San Francisco, I introduced the new drinking game, which is the psychic line libation. In which case, it's um, it's Lasser's most psychotic. I would rather. Oh spend my the- god! The- How did I forget this? I spent the rest of my life at Lilith Fair. Say it, say it in full one more time, because I cut you off, and this was the probably the greatest. I'd rather please, please. How did we get ah? Yes. I'd rather spend the rest of my life at Lilith Fair. There you go. <laughs> it takes the cake. It takes the cake. Uh, so, uh, I love well, it. Huh? Whatever you're drinking, whether it's pineapple juice or scoop of ice cream, whatever you want. Yeah. You get to treat yourself on that psychic line libation. All right. Fan questions. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is so funny. What was it like working with Joey McIntyre on Psych and then later on Angel from Hell? <laughs> uh, we explained this in the episode already because I wasn't starstruck at all. I was, I didn't fangirl. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I just, it wasn't even a thing. No. Maggie, what? Pull your shit together, Maggie. What is wrong I, with you? It was bad. Look at me right now, even. It was so bad. Flushing so right now or your fever is one of the two. I am both. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. What would your superhero name be? Power, wait, superhero name and power B. Costume and color. Ooh. Okay. What do you think, Tim? I think at the time of this episode, Tim Meltrigger um, put out some stuff on Twitter and someone was, someone was, <laughs> was the Black Schwinn. The what? The Black Schwinn. I mean, I don't think it was me, oh. but and I think Tim did some stuff on Twitter around this episode. Coming with superhero names. So trigger. Oh, I love that. We should have. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that what you would be? Oh no, I would. I don't think I would. Oh. Be, no. What would you be? What would your superpower be? Wow, you really make me think now. Um, well, I'll say my. I'll say what I would love mine to be, and that would be time travel. Um, and 
or or psychic. But no, I'd say time travel. Mine and is that like a superpower? It is. Yeah. So yes. I would say mine would be like time travel. Um and uh what would my costume be? Oh my god. It would be something like blue and weirdly like Pepto pink. Like, no, I'm going to go blue. I'm going to go ocean. I'm going all the way into the ocean blue. I'm going blue like bioluminescence in the in the ocean, like my like a sparkly blue bioluminescent like suit. Like in one of those caves in in the yeah. uh in the Yeah. Oh, very much. And then and my way of like traveling in time because the water's been here. The water's always been here. Well, that's not true. The water hasn't always been here. <laughs> but uh, is to travel through the water. And and rather than like it actually being bioluminescence, it's the time traveler. What would my name be? I don't know. Going through the waves. And that's how I travel. I go whoop, through the waves. And then I end up, wow, I need to lay wave. down. I need to lay. Wave woman. Was that lame? I just, I mean, I'm a Wave old. lady. The lady wave. Lady wave, I like it. Yeah, me too. All right, I love it. Um, okay, this is hilarious. What else do we have? Can you go into detail about the inspo of this story? I I can't because I don't I don't. Other than just a world we hadn't covered, you know, I think hey, hey, a world we hadn't covered. I feel like we this was just this was like our superhero kind of Marvely comic book episode. Um, would, and this is total speculation. I would think that Saladin is a closet um, superhero nerd and comic book nerd. Right. Yeah, I think he is. And I love that about him. Pure speculation, I don't know. Um, No, I think so. I think so. Where did the idea of Gus throwing sand from come, though, come from? That is so funny. What was what was that about? Do I we know? I think that is a... Um, sometimes tap dancers would um, throw sand down and for a little extra grit and um, either traction or, or noise. Oh, they do to scuff up the shoes a little bit. That's right. That's exactly right. They use it as a, as a, um, to Multifaceted uh, grip, to get grip, a little grip. Um, yeah, that's a, that's actually a, that's actually very cool. That makes tap man even cooler. <laughs> I think I might have to go lay down you all. <laughs> Do we have anything else we remember from this episode that we want to share? Other than like, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like not as like a psych fan or a psych rewatch. I was just like, this is such a cool, fun episode of television I'm watching right now. I had this weird memory that Julie McIntyre's character had a, is there some character, guest star character coming up on the show that has a tattoo of your face on their back? I don't know. Oh I just thought I would love it if that were Joey McIntyre. That would be hilarious. I keep waiting for the scene where it was like, how do we get a shirt off? This is odd. This is <laughs> a strange scene. And why would I be memorizing this? You know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say 100,000% yes. Joey McIntyre has a tattoo on his back of me. So yeah. there, there's a deleted scene somewhere and where somehow Maggie or Jules gets Joey McIntyre to take his shirt off. Which, for the benefit of this, I'll say I'll say it was it was Maggie. Oh, I think it's a psych out. Yes. Oh my God, I think you're right, Tim. I can't think today, but yes. Yeah. So in addition to the um, his nana being tattooed on his forearm. Oh my God. 
we have to find the psych out with Joey McIntyre. Someone must find the psych out with Joey McIntyre. Just to tell me I'm not insane. I also have to apologize to the psychos that uh, this episode is uh, shorter. Awesome. Um, yes. It's shorter, sort of awesome. Uh, no, that it's a shorter, but it's because of me, because of how I feel. So I am, uh, we we made it through. I'm sweating. I love you. Go take care of you. Go I love you. Self-care and you take care of yourself. I'm going to have a little me time and take care of myself in the, in the, in the rain. But anyway, happy president's day, Tim and Devin and psychos. We love you and cannot wait to see you in all of these upcoming cities we have. We're so thrilled. Come here. Who's coming to Seattle next weekend or in a few weeks? Hopefully everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Psychologist Are In. Psychos, we love you. We cannot wait to see you in Seattle next, then Richmond, then Indianapolis, then I think it's Oklahoma City. I can't give all the cities straight, but we cannot wait. Please get your tickets. Please tell your friends and we will see you soon. Thank you, Psychos. We love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.